waters rose, there wasn't a lot to look forward to. So people began looking back. But memories can consume you. People don't just vanish. I am begging you, don't go down this path. The truth ain't gonna set you free. Maybe memory fades for a reason. Reminiscence in cinemas August 20. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. like some bad movie. Just like some bad movie. Uh, what? Oh, that's what we specialize in. Bad oh, movies. Yeah. yeah, speaking of which. <laughs> oh, boy. Welcome to Movie Sucktastic. I feel like I've seen this uh, movie already. We're, uh, uh, we, we review movies, uh, mostly bad ones, uh, occasionally good ones. I am Scott. Uh, the, the, the other one there is Joey. Hi. Together we are movie fantastic. Oh yeah, baby! And uh, we've been doing a lot of '70s episodes for the past uh, two year years. Or so. Two years. Seven, '70s films, excuse me. Two uh, years. Two years stuck in the '70s, except for our Oscar shows. Um, <laughs> Thank God. And, and so I, I, I thought it'd be a nice break before we swing into Halloween because we'd be doing a whole month of horror films uh, and trying to do more written reviews up there and working on that. Um, so we made a decision of the new film or newer film that we're going to review next week, or are we just going to hold that close to the vest and just do it well, next week? I, I, I think what we can we can decide that in this episode. I, 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 we're not going to go back to our challenge system because that's not going to be kind of useful for until we get out of October. Okay. Uh, so I think for, for the next six episodes or so, we're just it's going to be more or less we take turns of who gets to decide. It's to be less of a challenge and more of just like, okay, this is what we're going to watch next. Got it. It may sound like, technically there's no difference whatsoever except we're calling it. Okay. If that makes sense. Sure. All right. Sure. And um, it's less, you know, but that, that's all. But so, yeah, my, my, and, I, and I just, out of, a, out of three recent films that I want to see, uh, I chose this one. In, in hindsight, I probably should have gone with a horror film just so we could have, like, started, got a jump on that. But Do we want to, so if we're... Maybe we should do that new James Wan film, *Malignant*. Well, let's discuss that. At you the know end what I'm saying? Episode. I know, I agree. Let, with you, let's, let's 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 talk about that later. Let's talk about that later. But right now we're reviewing *Reminiscence*. Uh, now, when did *Reminiscence* come out, Joey? 
Uh, theatrically, it said it was uh, due to come out August 20th, which I believe it actually did. Right, and then it bombed. It made it like $2 million. Dollars. did not do well, yes. Right. Like $2 million. I'll look it up real quick, but I think and, I looked uh, it up last week when we talked about it. We looked it up it. last week. It was $2 million on the nose. Yeah. Um, domestic. And uh, so... And I didn't like the looks of the trailer, so I thought I'd give it a shot. And, you know, try to keep an open mind. So before we dive in, <laughs> snapshot impression. We lean in towards yay or nay with you on this one. I'm going to go nay. Um, but As it, you should. it has its moments. There are moments where it's like this, is, this, this scene is done well or uh, this scene, okay, I understand. You know who I really, really liked in this movie? And I just wished he had a, a, a larger part. It was, um, what is his name? Uh, Cliff, Cliff Curtis, which oh, was yeah. the, the henchman, that guy. The oh, one, good. I really like him. I've always liked him. Um, one of the, I liked, I, he did a movie called Sunshine back in 2007, where they're out, the sun is about to, to go out or has gone out and their mission is to like basically jumpstart the sun so that life on earth doesn't end very very underrated um not often mentioned i don't think uh sci-fi horror film and i think i want to say that that movie was directed by danny boyle which is the guy that did train spotting right let me look that up real quick because i have it in front of me uh, 2007 called Sunshine. Here it is. Danny Boyle? Is that who yeah, directed speaking, it? Speaking yes. of Danny Boyle. Directed by um, Danny Boyle. Speaking of Danny Boyle, we were uh, watching some YouTube video and, and it had a clip of the scene from Strain Spotting where Ewan McGregor climbs into the toilet. Oh, like, yeah. That. And so now, I, now she'll never watch it. Oh, Jesus. She's never seen it. I was like, you know, we'll add that to the list of things. She's like, no, now I'm never going to watch that. So, all right, great. Uh, one, one down. That's, you should convince her anyway. Some people have lines, and I'm not pushing them over those lines. Yeah, but that's a line she should definitely yeah, cross. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't broadcast the lines I cross, so, I, you know. <laughs> Actually, I do. That's the problem. Uh-huh. Um, so, let, let's, let's take a broad look. Uh, um, I mean, it's, it's a nay, but it's, 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 it's closer than you would expect to a, uh, you know, a hay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, so it, it is a nay, but it's like it's so close to a hay. It just, but I can't do it. I can't do it. Well, well let, let's let's see where those little gems come up. The title yeah. of the film is Reminiscence. Yes. Which is is a play on memory and everything. Right. But it's not a play on memory. It's actually a direct reference because the whole film is about. Not only is the whole film about finding memories, but the name of the process they use, they call reminiscence. Yeah, it, it's the whole thing. So the, and they it, said so, that they initially used it as an interrogation tool and all that stuff. Yeah, and they gave it a brief history, uh, which y- you kind of need to do. Um, now, you mentioned that you've seen this film b- before, and I think I know what film you've seen before. <laughs> of course you do. We all went to the movies to go see it back in 1995. It was that, called Strange that. Days. Strange Days. <laughs> And, and, and there, I'm, we're going to be making several comparisons to that film, and I want to make one comparison right away. The first thing I noticed comparing the two is that the better film didn't have voiceover. Oh, and you know, I didn't take oh. a lot of notes for this, but one of the things that I wrote down was narration almost never works. 
ne- never. Almost always a bad idea. It's it's always an exception to the rule. Yeah, and yeah, oh, you, especially when it's like like poetry nonsense. Yeah, and 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 the thing is, it's like so. I did a little history on this. The director Lisa Joy, she wrote and directed the movie. She's yeah. married to Jonathan Nolan, who is the brother mm-hmm. of Christopher Nolan. So now it makes more sense why this film got made. And Jonathan Nolan is the creator of the new HBO Warner Brothers TV show Westworld, right? That's why there's like three people in this movie directly from the TV show Westworld. Yeah, she she wrote um, some episodes, uh, I believe. And yes. I think she's like a co-creator even. She's a co-creator uh, of the show. And, she's married to Jonathan Nolan. Obviously is already in bed with Warner Brothers. Um Got made during the pandemic. It's just one of those things where it's like, you know what? Here's X amount of money to make this movie. The script isn't horrible, but, you know, go ahead and make it. Jonathan Nolan is attached. You know, I'm sure that helped. I'm wondering if this movie was worse. (laughs) And there was some creative input that made it better in some Um, way. The fact that the person who wrote and directed this also wrote and was responsible for direction of Westworld explains a lot. Well, the TV. Well, I mean, have you seen the TV show Westworld? I I I bailed halfway through the second season. Okay, I haven't actually seen the second season yet. It's 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 a lot of the. It's one of those shows that is it's supposed to be deep. But it's really about the visuals. Okay. It's it's not as the storyline. All it's all bullshit. It's not about that at all. It's all about the visuals. It's always about the care actors and the sets. That's what that's what's important. If you try to read any real meaning into it, you're you're gonna you're gonna break your knees diving into that pool. <laughs> Very shallow. And, and this and because this film is the exact same thing. I mean the whole the whole idea is is that. Uh, the basic plot is that Hugh Jackman is a uh, they're all veterans of a war that they don't really discuss in detail just enough to show that there's been a recent there's been a there's world a war, war three they over did borders multiple tours it was bad you know it was every- over borders but we don't get much else about that no and, and so everybody's a veteran of this and uh, Hugh Jackman um, went into reminiscing as a, as, a, as a career and um, the whole basic plot is that he meets a woman falls in love with her in an instant yep. and then after three months is ready to die for her yes yes all right th- that's my first problem with the film <laughs> well let's 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 dial it back what, a you're bit. not the, you're not a romantic you don't believe in love at first sight the, it, it's the it's the three months later she disappears so now I'm gonna go on a killing spree or I'm gonna try, I'm gonna commit suicide or I'm gonna endanger my life to try to find out where she is no yeah yeah <laughs> the, the 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 i can't live without you after three months yeah there's some other issues going on here well he became so a, that, a junkie of you know he was getting high in his own supply and it's just an example this, of having uh, the reminiscence speed, you know even though the film uses uses uh structure of the the editing 
to shorten a lot of time. You know, they still have to shorten the time in the movie, so they can't have them married for years or anything. But right. so it loses a lot of the impact. It's like, dude, this this hasn't even been a year. This was like a fling. What the fuck are you? You never getting laid before? And they're uh, they're in Florida, right? That's where this movie takes place, I believe. Yeah, it's a it's a it's trying. I don't know if you say trying. It is a kind of Miami noir. Um, it absolutely. Well, you know what's interesting? The whoop, trailer whoop. that they have for this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little misleading with like the uh, the high tension music and. Uh, it, I didn't fall for it. it it's like a matrixy kind yeah. of music action kind of thing. I and then when you watch it, you're right. It is absolutely yeah. noir-esque, let's, big right, time. Let's, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Okay. The water. The water's everywhere. All right. So this is a, this is a, a Miami noir dystopian future where the ocean levels have risen so Miami, of course, is still thriving, except now they've built up houses on, on found, they're on foundations, they're on stilts and shit. So I don't know. Right. Uh, for, for something that supposedly was so haphazardly done, it seems to be have done very well for that <laughs> many people to still be there. Right. Uh, and then the rich people have built their own little island where they're even safe for any kind of water. So everybody's jealous of them because oh, that. This is, and, a, hold on. I'm sorry. This is actually my father. Okay. I have to take this. Mute, mute your side. Hey. Hey, mute your side. How are you? How do you feel? Joey's getting a call from his father. He just had a surgery, and he's just calling to check in. Well, that's good. I heard they so, brought you food. Now, typically, I would say, Joey, mute your mic, so that way you couldn't hear this conversation with his father, but I haven't been able to get that through to him. It sounds like he might have walked away from the desk. Now we're good. And so, I mean, so well, I my big problem with the whole water thing is is that there's no the whole film, everything's flooded. You've got, it, you know, they show a lot, a lot of CGI, huge backdrops over the city. And then you've got uh, houses and there's actually like, it's like Venice. They've got boats being towed through and everybody goes, has rowboats and power boats. But with all the people okay. there, there never seems to be an overcrowding no, of boats. No, I, I, I mean, just imagine if you didn't have parking garages no, and stuff and, and for a city like that. And now okay. making we'll everybody about, boats, we'll you can't even tomorrow. pack them up high. So how come there aren't 5,000 boats just clogging everything? No, everywhere you go, it's like, oh, there's two or three boats there. Really? There's 50 people inside. How did that happen? But let's just go to the general it's idea that. that the so entire subplot or background of the Ocean levels lot rising and like b- buildings being under half submerged and we'll people on boats yes. and you know oh there's no future and everybody's looking back to memories which you, you don't need that to sell a machine that reads your mind let's let's be fucking honest uh, it has no bearing at all whatsoever on the main story of the film it has nothing to do with anything if you remove all the water stuff from this film and you just put it in Miami same movie exact same movie no need to have it there you, you would change a couple of lines of dialogue that's roughly it maybe people talk a, you'd hear a couple less conversations about the levees breaking that's it everybody can still be veterans everybody's happy there's no the only reason for it is an extravagant special effects budget that fails in multiple scenes okay i'm back sorry about right. that that's okay now i need a rest <laughs> Oh, sorry. Sorry. I can't go. Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) 
I'm gonna need a few of those tonight. I was talking nonstop while you're on the phone with your father. Yeah, I heard. I heard. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you hear me? I'm like, I right, well, I would normally tell Joey to get up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, normally. Oh. I didn't hear like exactly what you said, but yeah, I, I know. I, I couldn't find. I just I was like, I know there's so, a mute button. I don't have time for this shit. I'm not going through the whole thing again, but just to summarize. Okay. This whole this whole the whole backdrop, and uh, or sub sub story whatever about the ocean levels rising, and. Uh, and people in Venice, like in Venice, with boats, and oh, but but there's no but there's not like five thousand boats everywhere. Somehow to get they're getting along with like ten rowboats. Dinghies. Um, <laughs> dinghies. Whatever. I stole a dinghy. Um, all of that, the whole and the whole thing about like the people being mad at the rich people because they're drier and the ocean levels are going to keep rising. Sure, that they that, they refer to them as the barons. None of that has anything at all whatsoever to do with the main storyline. No, none of it. Not even with the, the the only real connection is they say like like Hugh Jackman sells in his uh, opening dial uh, monologue or narration that uh, uh, without a future to look towards because the seas are rising, everybody retreated to the past. And <laughs> all I'm gonna say is having a dystopian future with no hope on the horizon, you don't need that kind of selling power for people to get into a machine that can record your brain. Right. Everybody's in on that no matter what. You don't have to be. It, that's going to be popular. As, you know, if you're. If you're if the, she goes in to kind of know where her keys are. Well. Is that, that how common this shit is? Uh, apparently it is. <laughs> if it was, then why, why would they have to send for him especially to work with the fucking DA? Well, I mean, there, there was a whole reason why she went in for the keys. That 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 is a, a, a plot. Uh, I, uh, a part of that is revealed later. Plus, I mean, it's not totally true about the barons and all that having an effect on the storyline and the plot. It does play a small part in it. No, no. If you take away all of that and just say they're rich people who are fucking up with poor people, same story. Had nothing to do with the water. Oh, the water. The yeah, water. The water nothing is. To do it. Yeah, no, nothing to do with it. Yeah. Oh, oh, there's going to be riots coming soon. So, by the way, what other film does that sound like? <laughs> yeah, just like Strange Strange Days. I mean, to be fair, at least they didn't reboot it and call it Strange Days. At least they tried to make it their own. Stranger and Days. Yeah, but but I mean, it's also interesting that Strange Days was it was directed by, I believe, written and directed by. Uh, Deborah Bigelow, who used to be ma- Deborah Bigelow, she used to be married to uh, Cameron uh, uh, James Cameron. Another female director ripping off another one. It's horrible. It's horrible. I hate <laughs> I, it. I'm pretty sure. Let me. I'll look it up. Even, I mean, but, and even there's a great example too. Like strange. Now, first of all, and let me just the the in Strange Days, it's a device you put on. Oh, your I'm head. sorry, Catherine Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow. In Strange Days, it's a device you put on your head. Uh, it's it's it's, it, it, it's similar. It's a squib of some kind. No, no. In the strange days, it's it's a device you put on your head. Yeah. And it, it only recorded, uh, it could only record what was happening right now. It didn't go back and look at the memories. So the only difference in this film. Well, no. When you put it on your on your, if you wore it, if you were recording, and you were recording, yes. Right. It, it, it only. Re- I'm saying it couldn't go back and find memories. It, it oh no no no. Yes. That that is the that is the difference between this movie and that movie. But that, it's still no, no. similar enough. Is no. The other difference is in Stranger Days they had a thing to put on your head, 
in reminiscence, they have a thing you put on your head while you're in a bath. In water. <laughs> With the water. Yeah, let's let's stretch that metaphor. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, they're, it's like being birthed. It's it's like, you know, birth is really what they, they're, they're you know, metaphoring now, there. I, as far as showing the, like, the memories, like, in a 3D image, right. I did like the setup they had with the strings. Oh, I thought that was... Yeah, the fiber, the fiber optic wire, or whatever it was. That seemed, that, that I thought worked. The whole scene, at, like, at, in the third act where he walks up to her in the whole thing and how they held off to the last minute for that, I like that. Also, the strings have kind of like a jellyfish wave to them when they're not right. being used, when he pushes them aside. Yeah. Probably well, again, original. like I said earlier, it, it has moments that are w done well. It does yeah. have moments. Really, moments. Just moments. Moments. And I, honestly, the first thing I thought when the, when the title came up, Reminiscence, and it was the Gl first thing I thought was... Glittery and... You, yeah, my first thought. If you want to make a Bioshock movie, just make a Bioshock movie. <laughs> Why do we have to go through the gumshoe in a future? And if there's a cross, if there's a cross genre that is so easy to do poorly and has been done repeatedly over and over, it's the gumshoe sci-fi adventure. Uh, yeah. Listen, see, I was in a smoky bar and she had to walk into my bar. I don't understand, but Our I'm. Tentacles. <laughs> yeah, but let just... me tell you, I couldn't take my eyes off her. But ah. Mm -hmm. uh... <laughs> gumshoe horror dead on gumshoe sci-fi almost always a disaster almost always i'm saying almost always i can't come i can't think of them in the mind but i know there's a few good ones well Book like blade movie. runner the original theatrical cut of blade runner had I narration you know the director's yeah. cut got rid of it yeah and it's a better movie without it because because if you need to explain the film to the audience you haven't done your job as a filmmaker yeah, I mean, I have and, I have the ultimate cut, and, and you know, multi disc of Blade Runner, and I have both of them, the director's cut and the theatrical, on Plex. And sometimes I watch the theatrical because it is slightly different, even though I hate the narration. Right. And let's 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 just lay down the fact that you don't need a narrator to understand this film. No. It, there, we aren't dealing with very complex well ideas, especially because of the fact that the narration isn't giving you any important information. It really isn't. I mean, everything no. that he's saying... It's even worse. He's explaining his motives and the overall theme of the film. He's right. explaining the ending to you at the beginning of the film. Right. So, yeah. So whatever he's talking in narration or as the narrator, um, you don't walk away from what he just said saying, oh, shit, really? Like, oh, man, this is how that... No, it really doesn't do any of that. I have a feeling that it was added in, maybe after some test screenings, and to just kind of pace the film better. Uh, you know, think about watching the same exact film without narration in it at all. It's probably worse. Where had she gone? Why wasn't she here? <laughs> Did she lie to me? It was all Holy a setup. How many montages do I have to go through with them explaining shit to me? Oh, I get it now. You, you think she betrayed you. Let's lay this on a bit heavier. I'm sure this won't change in the third act at all. No, let's keep going. Well, here's the thing, too. You know, Hugh Jackman probably did this because he worked on... He worked with Christopher Nolan in The Prestige, and that film's a goddamn masterpiece. Oh, yeah. So... Oh, no, nothing, nothing you know, negative to say about so, The Prestige. Oh, it's fucking no, no. great. Oh, so, no, that's, that's... 
yeah uh, if, if if anything just go watch if that movie <laughs> don't even listen to this podcast just go watch the prestige um, also as a as, as a sci-fi gumshoe film right every, every time uh every time <clears> um <throat> uh see i have trouble pronouncing your name with the w in it um oh the lead Dan, actress thandui Th- is it thandui i think it's just thandy Thandy is just a W silent. I think so. That makes sense. Thandy uh, Newton, Thandy, right? Like her, Hugh Jackman and Thandy Newton. There's no way that you're not getting heavy, like Firefly vibes off of those two characters, especially when, like, when um, she rescues him at the one scene, and it's, it's like I'm, I'm watching an episode of Firefly. Yeah. What one, one of your more enjoyable scenes is enjoyable because it's reminding me of something I love. <laughs> it's true. And now I'm back here. Yeah. The minute the minute they put Hugh Jackman's head in a fish tank, <laughs> who the fuck has a fish tank when you're living on the ocean? I get it. Yeah, there's there's eels and stuff too. More water. Leave in the floor. My tank. And he says it t- kind of just tank? like that. My tank. Yeah. <laughs> is there is there manufacturing going on in this weird future where everybody's living on houseboats? What what the how the fuck is this working? Waterworld made more sense. At least it's like yeah, land's gone. Yeah, yeah, we all. That's it. We're on boats. Not this weird. Oh yeah, everything flooded. But, but man, this neighborhood still looks nice, clean cuts here. Like, how did the those are those are concrete foundations there? What you had them that high before the floods? That's weird. No, it's a bunch of fucking seeds. But uh, what was I saying? Fanny oh, yeah, Firefly. Firefly. No. When she came in to save him. Oh, the fish tank. The minute they yeah. put Hugh Jackman's head in that fish tank, I'm like. And we get to see the bullet travel through the fish tank. Well, they show that in the in the in the in one of the trailers. Is it? It is. Okay. I, I because when when I'm watching I, the movie, when I'm watching the movie, and there are the eels swimming around his face and everything, and I'm like, wait, isn't there a bullet at some point? And then when she comes storming in, I'm like, yeah, there's a bullet coming. I, I honestly watched the trailer once, and I was like, this is gonna suck. And I never watched it again, so I barely remember the trailer. I, yeah, I only the, saw the trailer I once the diving myself. Sequences and which look fake. I mean, that we know they're CGI. They look CGI. Well, he, well, here's the thing too. Why go through all this trouble? You just want the floating metaphor. Have them work at SeaWorld. Jesus Christ! You know when the movie opens up. When the movie opens up and it has that horribly bad uh, green screen mm-hmm. uh, behind That's him. No, I know, but the very first one is particularly bad. It's really bad. Where he's walking and the background is happening and it's completely right. green screen. And I'm like, ooh, this is not going to go well. I'm not saying that this film is as bad as um, A Sound of Thunder. You know, I was just thinking that myself. I'm not saying I that. almost finished your sentence. And I was going to say a sound of thunder. No, this this movie is a masterpiece compared to a sound of thunder. But those that like Hugh Jackman walking in a CGI background and picking up that CGI uh, Queen of Hearts, right? Like all of that was just like, yeah, it's like it's like it's like a sound of thunder. Got had a really good budget. <laughs> Here's the thing with a sound of thunder, it did. If I remember correctly, <laughs> didn't a sound of thunder cost a hundred million dollars? <laughs> I just dug up my review of that film. Uh, I did, I did. I did. I, I, when I, I clicked on it, it I, I, when I clicked on it, nothing opened up. I think I have to make an account again. 
Oh, I realized I didn't have like uh, some of the older reviews I'd written on our newer format because I used to do reviews on like a uh, cheesy blog I had. And, so and they moved around. So like, real quick, so what Scott is talking about, I I used to write a uh, a bad review blog called This Movie Sucks, and mm-hmm. I think I had four or five movie reviews on there before Scott and I decided to collaborate and do. I think we did Superman Returns. We did A Sound of Thunder. I'm I'm still trying to find. I think I found my. I did find my Superman Return once. That's that's. What if I'm you don't for. have it, I think I have it. I just reposted it on. Fine. Um, we're using Letterboxd.com now. Ah, okay, good. So uh, we'll be having links for that and everything. But uh, let, this has happened like this week. But I think Letterboxd.com is a good place. That one of the good places to have our written reviews for people to be able to access and Wells communicate with us because there's a lot of people clamoring to do that. Um, but. Uh, I was looking through. I was like, "Oh, I found it's like Sound of Thunder." Oh, I remember that. And I looked through. I was like, "Man, I wrote eight pages on this film." <laughs> yeah. I must have been pissed. But th- yeah, that that was uh, that was we collaborated on that back and I forth. Only, oh no, yeah, I I, I, I only wrote five pages on uh, Superman. <laughs> but I, I I had a blog. Um, it was short lived because Scott and I started doing this not that long after. It was called mm-hmm. This Movie Sucks. And for a short and, time, and I was doing booth reviews. Booth reviews, right? Yeah, and and for a- for a short time, we were considering calling the podcast "This Movie Sucks," but we thought it was a little too wordy. Yeah, I bet it would have been fine. Classic was much easier to spell. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, I, I do remember at some at one point we were we uh, I was I was reviewing films I hadn't seen. Oh. You were but just... not in a satire way. I would watch the trailer and I'd be like, "All right, I'm going to tell you this. This is what the film is. I can tell well, you right now the entire film and how bad it is." And I was right every time. Well, here's the thing, and that's why I want. That's why I came up with the bit that we still haven't have never done, that which I would still love to um, entertain, called uh, two and a half minutes, mm-hmm. where we watch the trailer. We decide after watching the trailer if we think the movie is going to be good or not kind of rate it give it a score or whatever we figure out some sort of format then at some point watch it and go back to the two and a half minute bit more not only that we have to predict what's going to happen in the film based on the trailer tell the story i can tell you what's going to happen in that film based okay. on the trailer that's it movie's done and we what we can do is we can both do that before we do the episode and we can each go one at a time and see how close we are with our predictions if we predict the same things if we can predict completely opposite things and then see who's more right or or whatever comes from that all right i'm looking up a sound of thunder i could swear it, the budget for this was a hundred million dollars <clears throat> what was the budget for reminiscence well hold on son you know the film we're reviewing. Yes, Sound of Thunder budget was eighty million dollars. How the fuck? Eighty million dollars in two thousand and five. They they dumped wow. it all into that scene with the two schmoes in a fake city street walk, walking in place. <laughs> yeah, right. That's where they. That's the whole budget went. That's. It's insane now, how poorly managed the budget for that film was because I can only imagine how much actually got thrown into the actual movie. 
Mm. How, how much is Reminiscence? Okay, Reminiscence. $54 million. Yep. And it said it needed to generate $110 million to break even. So I guess it's $54 million before print and advertising. No, that's usually included in the broad. Isn't it? Well, this in the other, this other once this this uh, source says fifty four million. This right. one says fifty four to sixty eight million. It made eighteen and a half million dollars. It's a total loss. Hey, but they they pulled it off with a, with a budget smaller than a Sound of Thunder. Yes, they did. Hey. Well, here's the thing too. I mean, it really doesn't matter. How much of that went to Hugh Jackman? Yeah, it really doesn't matter how much money Reminiscence makes because it came out in 2021, which is the year that HBO or Warner Brothers, who owns HBO, decided to release everything streaming on HBO Max and theatrically at the same time. It doesn't matter that it didn't make money? Well, what I'm getting at is HBO... Warner Brothers was completely willing to take losses this year because not they're, like that. They're trying to build the HBO Max brand. Not like that. Not two million dollar opening weekend with a sixty million dollar budget. Well, well, that's listen. That's not acceptable. Listen. No, that they're releasing. That they're releasing their biggest films this year streaming. I mean, you can go to the movies and see it. Yeah, that, but most that, people, that, given the option, are going to stay home and watch it for how, for the cost of their subscription. Okay. That's a rational argument for a film that had a lackluster opening. Two million dollar opening. Yeah, but this isn't one of their big, big movies. It's not like them releasing, you know, Godzilla vs. million dollars. Yeah, but Godzilla vs. Kong cost two hundred million, and they released it streaming. Like, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, this is like considered one of the little movies. The Suicide Squad cost two hundred or one hundred fifty right. million, and they were straight successful. to streaming. I'm saying, the, it's failure. There is a there is a price for failure. Nobody nobody in Hollywood or you know any of the people involved, the money people involved with this are going to shrug off. Oh yeah, we we just, we just took a sixty million dollar hit on that film. No. Yeah, but what I'm getting at is. As far as hits taken, it's small in comparison. No. Yes, no. It, yes, it is. It's small in comparison Not to me. what Godzilla vs. Kong should have made. It's small in comparison to what the Suicide Squad should have made. You sounded what, like one of those suits. To what Dune should be making, but is coming out, you know, streaming. Don't go corporate on me, sir. Listen, Dune, school. I'm telling you now, it is probably going to be nominated for Best Picture. It's going to be one of those rare sci-fi, you know, uh, operas that's going to be nominated for Best Picture. What's that? Can we see the movie first? I'm already predicting an Oscar nomination for it. I'm telling you. I can't talk Oscars right now. It's it's fucking September. I'm not talking Oscars. (laughs) But but listen, I'm not saying that this movie didn't take a hit at, you know, made 18 million, cost 54. I, this article saying it should make 110 to break even. But if you think about it, Godzilla vs. Kong cost 200 million dollars. It might have made three, four hundred million worldwide. It probably needed to make double that 
I think you are vastly underselling the importance of not bombing on opening weekend. This is a I, I small just, I, movie like, compared to everything else that they released only, this year. It's only the metric we've used to measure success of films since films began. That's all. That's I'm not saying it didn't bomb. I'm saying HBO You're saying is, it's not a big deal. I'm saying HBO. Or I keep saying HBO even though it's Warner Brothers. I'm saying Warner Brothers said, oh, Reminiscence Bomb? Okay, fine. Whatever. No. We got Dune coming out, and you know it probably could have made two hundred million, no, but it's going to make too nothing. Too many zeros to just like oh no I I, th I don't think you're understanding you're, what I'm saying. I'm saying I, this no, film is no, no, too no, low please budget. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Don't do what? I do, under I do understand. Why are what you you're arguing saying? with me so hard then? What? I think you're wrong. That's I. That's fine, but don't don't say I don't understand because that's insulting. That implies the only reason I could disagree with you is that I'm stupid. No, I never said that. And you I know, know you I don't mean that, that. That's what that implies. You I know, I don't mean I hate, that. I hate, Come on. I hate that phrase. And I would, I would call anybody out on that. I apologize. Don't but apologize. I, I do understand what you're saying. I disagree. I think you, your idea of how Hollywood works and my idea of how Hollywood works are vastly different. I probably. It's what it sounds like right now. Yeah. And, and it, it, it could, it's probably just because I've watched, uh, I've watched, um, um, uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, too many times. Maybe I just like this. Maybe I just distrust humanity to a T. Wow, well, I mean, not, I'm just not. Hey, I'm there. I'm with you. Way. I'm with you. I'm just, I'm just saying that I think this film is too small for them to put that many eggs in the basket for it. I, I just listen. I there are so many bigger movies that they're releasing streaming this year that. I think they would care more about making money than this one. Yeah, that, does, that doesn't mean they don't care about this one, though. Again, I, I... I'm not saying they don't. I'm saying as far as the you scale... Are. I'm I saying as far... Listen, I'm saying. saying as far as the scale goes, they don't care as much. The scale. They, they don't... <laughs> Look at everything that they've released this year. This is, like, on the bottom of the barrel. That's the this is like, hey, we'd love to go see this movie... But uh, we would really prefer if you went to go see Dune instead. The movie made less than the prints and advertising. There are repercussions for that level of failure. That's it. Of course. Of course it is. You, you, do you think that they would really want... I mean, listen, when The Matrix comes out in December, don't you think they want that to make a shit ton of money? I'm sure that movie cost a shit ton of money. And it's probably going to make less than the budget. I think they're more concerned about Dune and the Matrix million. coming out. Yeah. See, you keep saying less than the budget. There's a difference between less than the budget and nothing. Okay. So let's say the Matrix 4 cost uh, $200 million, right? Uh-huh. And its opening weekend, it makes $30 million, which would be con uh, considered a success by pandemic standards. Pre-pandemic, that movie probably makes $100 million. It's still money. Of course, it's money, still money. Money, money doesn't. It doesn't matter how more or less money you have, pre-pandemic, pandemic, or post-pandemic. It doesn't matter to people at the top, the people, the people that are actually in charge of the money, that have the money, that own the money. They don't give a shit about that. It doesn't matter. Success is the only thing that matters. Of course, it is. I, I, you, you're too analytical towards it. It's, it's, it's just, a, it's just a, a, a it's, it's a fucking business. It absolutely is a business, and I just think they care. But not as much for this as everything else this year. 
because they already they already made the announcement at the beginning of, of 2021 or at the end of 2020 saying our entire lineup for 2021 is going to go straight to streaming and you can go see it in the theater too but everything if you get an HBO Max subscription you can watch you can stream this for the cost of your subscription what They're ready the to take a loss. You make a statement like that, you're ready to take losses. What was the number one movie the weekend this film opened? Uh, Shang, no, not Shang Chi. August twentieth, probably the Suicide Squad. Let's have a look. And how much did that make? Uh, <laughs> Free Guy. Um, Free Guy. Free Guy was the number one movie that weekend. It made five point one million dollars. That was, and that was the opening film. Uh, that no. It was already out for a week. The number that two was mo- the second week. The number two movie was the Paw Patrol movie. They Paw got, Patrol. They got beat by the Paw, Paw Patrol movie. Was that opening weekend for the Paw Patrol? Yes, it was. Really? Four point five million. Alright, I rest my case. Um Jungle Cruise, one point seven million. How long has that film been out? That was out for twenty two days at that time. Yeah, I rest my case. Uh Don't Breathe Two, out for a week, one point five million. I'm actually looking forward to seeing that. Uh yes, me too. I like the first one quite a bit. Um Protégé, respect. Where is it? No, wait. This has got to be wrong. Domestic box office for... Oh. Fine. That's not the weekend. That's just how much money that movie made that day. Weekend. Here we go. Now we got it. Still, Free Guy made $18 million. Paw Patrol made $13 million. Jungle Cruise with six, Don't Breathe with five million, Respect with three point seven million. Respect. Yeah, that's the uh, Aretha Franklin. How long has that been out? Uh, that came out beginning of August, like August fifth, fourth, something like that. The Suicide Squad with three point four million, Protege with two point nine, The Night House with two point eight, and then Reminiscence with one point nine. That was opening weekend, right? That was its opening weekend. I rest my case. Well, to be honest, there's at least four other things uh, that above it that I would rather see. Yeah, but that again, I'm with you too. That's and and just so and just so we're clear uh, on something it, as well. When 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 Warner Brothers released the list of everything, like their big name movies, this is what's going streaming. This is what you can look forward to in 2021. Reminiscence was not on that list. No, they already knew it was going to bomb. Well, no, it's. It, I believe it's one of those movies that's just kind of left over. Like maybe it was supposed to come out in 2020. They held it. January. Or or, or, or maybe right maybe a January. And oh, such a January release. They just, I don't even... they just threw it at you know just some po- at some point during the 2021 year, but this right, movie if, was if this... they had a whole picture: Matrix Four, Godzilla vs Kong, Dune, Many Saints right. of Newark, at like point, all of these movies. This was not on the list. 
at this point, we've talked more about the budget than we have the film. Wow. So I want to I want to touch. I had on more fun talking things. about the budget. <laughs> I know. I want to touch on a couple other things in the film real quick. Sure. Um, all the acting was good. I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, I like um, uh, what's her name, uh, Ferguson. What's her name? Something the 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 May the girl that Rebecca was, Ferguson. Rebecca Ferguson. I like her. I yeah. still haven't seen Doctor Sleep. She plays the villain in there called Rose the Hat. Me neither. For and the same reason, the trailer didn't impress me. No, but the film is actually supposed to be very good. Yeah. That's what I've heard. I, I hear a lot of things. Listen, it's sitting comfortably as a seven point three on IMDb. That's pretty. Doesn't, that's pretty don't high. Care. Don't it's care. Pretty high though. I've seen I've seen nine star films that sucked. I don't care. I, I wanted to see it. I'll watch it. I'm I'm not saying it's shit. I'm just saying, oh no no listen. I'm just saying the trailer didn't appeal to me. I fired you up. I think. Jeez, you're right. Um, yeah. No, okay. Um, but uh, damn it. We were talking the, about the, uh, the basic premise from seeing the scene. The movie's kind of set up. It's very similar to Stranger Days. It's Strange also very days. similar. Strange, Strange days. days. Saint <laughs> as a sequel, Stranger's Day, Stranger Days. It's very similar to Strange Days. It's also very similar to the Minority Report. Uh, all of these have to yeah. do with searching memories for clues or dreams for clues, uh, and so it's very formulaic. And everybody knows that formula, and you know what's going to happen, and you you know she wasn't there because she lost her keys. That's a is the t- I can't see the technology being that mundane, <laughs> that mundane. That yeah. someone walks in off the street and says, yeah, I'll pay you to do this so if you can tell me to find my keys. And they're like, go to fuck home. What are, what are you talking about? That's crazy. Then again, he's given uh, free ones to the homeless guy. So I guess that counts. He did see her neck massager, though. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, there were there were generally, I mean, he he's a very uh, charismatic actor. Uh, I think he did have a, a, a chemistry with Rebecca Ferguson. I, th- I think my inability to grasp the characters has come across the whole brief time span it's supposed this undying love supposed to occur in right um the one thing that's really been bugging me since i watched it i was like laying up this bothered me the the pseudo sci-fi is okay because they don't really give you anything to challenge too much oh it records your dreams oh oh this is a new thing apparently if you try to if you try to uh if you're in a the subconscious state and you try to think of a memory you don't have your head explodes <laughs> uh, well so there's that after two minutes you're you brain damage or brain dead so i'm sorry his explanation of he's trying to he's trying to remember something that he can't remember and so now he could die that first part and the second part there's should be something in the middle there of why trying to i'm trying to remember his time i didn't <laughs> you know come on we've gone down a but, path that you haven't explored but i was willing to overlook that i didn't mind I, that too much it, it, I, I in, a, I in, a, in a film that's uh, this flawed i don't want to say it made sense but it it did kind of I, make sense that you hugh jackman or whoever is talking to whoever's in the tank they talk them through the things they want to see or they want they you know it's like there was that night mm-hmm. you met so and so and then that memory comes up right um so they use that later on in the film where he's trying to find may and he said yeah you she got a you know she got away and you never saw her again and then he starts convulsing and he was like mm-hmm. oh he talked them down because you have to do that within a 2 minute time period or else you get brain damage or brain dead 
And then right. at that moment, he realized, wait, you did see her again because there's no memory of you not seeing right. her anymore. So, yeah, I mean, now, so. it made sense. It did fit. I didn't hate it. Let's put it that way. I, I, it bothered me, but I was willing to let it go. What bothered me more, though, is the, how we got there is that, oh, so I met this woman walked into my business. I fell in love with her instantly. Three months later, she disappeared. So now I've spent months out of binge trying to just depressed over it because I can't go on without this love of my life while you knew for three months. And now my first job I've really done since then in the police department where, where we're going to the memories of a criminal. Oh, look who it is. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Not, I'm not That's not arguing there. Yeah, it definitely is a stretch. Ah. And and and, and again, it's a very noir uh, subject matter. The double crossed woman tracking down. It's not nobody you trust. You know, it's very Corn, uh, Cornell Woolrich, just not as well done. But it, but it's also so familiar that it's also boring. And the film yeah. is in love with its set pieces. So we're going to spend five minutes just watching Hugh Jackman walk around the the. The 3D display, looking, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Drink it in. Drink it in, ladies. Drink it in, baby. This is it. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna hover over Miami multiple times for extended minutes just to show you. They see there's water. I didn't lie. Water's everywhere. Um, but the part that is just is unacceptable is the very end. Oh, yeah. All right. Are we going to so, ruin this? Do we want to just yeah. spoiler alert? Spoiler alert. Yeah. If you don't want to hear the ending of this, then I, 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 I apologize for, <laughs> for, for you. So for caring, caring so much. So Fandy anyway. Newton's character, um, what was her name? It was Ooh. Emily Watts Sanders. Yeah, Watts. Emily. Um, Hugh Jackman, Nick, he's interrogating Cyrus or uh, Cliff Curtis's character. And he gets out of him exactly what happens to May. Right, and we and, don't want to spoil that part. No, it, we don't have to. Right. It just, That's not important to what we're going to do. But what he does is he goes back to a memory that he has, because he has scars. He goes back to a memory of how he got them, and then he kind of freeze-frames him in that memory go back to your deepest darkest fear yeah that moment the most painful moment of your life now you're gonna live like that forever like, <laughs> is it really this unscientific i can just yell things in the guy's head and he's gonna do it yeah right Man. Um, and the frequency uh they they mentioned earlier that uh the frequency the, the only frequency you need is 30 hertz or megahertz or whatever it is i forget the actual then why does the dial go to 100 yeah or 200 <laughs> but it, it was 200 it goes to eleven. I think it goes to a hundred. We never, we never turn it over thirty. We never, we and don't why have are to. All those other numbers there. So, but he turns it to like ninety-seven or something it, like there that. Were double zeros. It was a two, or, one or a two hundred. Yeah, and he just turns it and he leaves them there. So he right. goes so over he, he, to so see. So he burns the memory. So, so his entire life, he'll he'll relive that memory forever. Yeah. So he goes over to Emily and he tells her. He goes, "Listen, uh, you know, oh, I burned hey, someone on purpose." On. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to cut you off real quick because I just want to give small props. The whole idea of being having a memory burned into your brain so you're reliving it over and over while you're awake. Um, I like how they showed rich people adapting to that where they actually built the little memory where where it happened so she could actually act it out in real life. Oh, right. Right. I, th 
I give the film all the credit for that. I thought that was an interesting set piece. That and like like him going to the rich people's houses. That's right out of your your typical gumshoe film. Um, especially if you're going like uh, um, Chandler, you know. Oh right, right. But I, that's I just want to get this in before you got to the confession part. So he goes to uh, Emily and he tells her, "Listen, I'm going to tell you the whole thing." And I burned someone on purpose. And she says, you know, that's worse than the death penalty. I guess in this futuristic uh, time period, if you do that, it's worse than the death penalty. It's worse than the death penalty. I, that's what she said. That was, those were her words. I don't know. But he said that he worked out a deal because he helped solve a crime, blah, blah, blah. And... He tells her, he goes, listen, I'm going to tell you everything. Because he intent, he expects them to scan her instead of her trying to give a confession and it being inaccurate. They're just going to scan her. Or it sounds gonna... like what they do now normally. Instead yeah. of interrogating, their interrogation is we're just going to look at what, you're, what you thought, what yeah. your memories. So they just put her in a reminiscence machine and just got her, ex- like his confession from his her viewpoint, his face, telling the story, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. So then that, that leads up to the ending that you're talking about right because so because the deal he he negotiated apparently is that instead of doing any jail time or actually being you know taken to court or anything you'll just let me go back to where i used to work and 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 uh put myself in an endless loop remembering my my ex-girlfriend for for the love of my life for the next like 40 years forever forever, (laughs) until i'm until i'm dead which by the way which by the way um, at the very end of the film, before the credits roll, it goes black. Did you hear a click noise? No. There's a click noise. So when you get in the reminiscence machine, they give they have this little plastic chip or card that snaps in, makes a click noise. Okay, and when that goes in, you start your reminiscence. Where for him. He goes and he lays in the in the water with the the headgear and all that, and they put the the the, the machine on there with the clip or the, the the little card, and he's now living that for years that, and years and years. So before is, before the and I'm assuming I think I'm right with this. Uh, if it's true, it's adding insult to injury. Well, hold on. What I'm getting at is, and maybe you have a different thought. Before the credits roll, it fades to black. It sits there for maybe two seconds, and then you hear a click noise because it also makes the same click noise when you take the card out when you are done Mm -hmm. with your reminiscence. I'm assuming, my opinion, is that he has now died. His reminiscence is over. No. Credits roll. No, no, no. The film's a reminiscence. The end of the film, you take the cartridge out. We're done. The whole film's a reminiscence. That's how bad this film is. <laughs> I mean, I can go and with I'm, that too. I, I'm saying that's insult to injury because, so as as um, as our friendly narrator is explaining this deal he's worked out without explaining any details because he's the most useless narrator ever. <laughs> um, we watch Hugh Jackman walk into the place, get into his tank, set up his thing, and then we see him go into his dream state. Where he's in in his end of the loop of all the romantic montage that had to fast forward through so many times to get forward through his fucking film. Then, so it shows him in floating in the tank doing this. 
we then cut to a future time period where uh, Sandy Newton is now old and gray and she has a granddaughter with her. So we're taking what, 20 years? Easy. 20 years? Yeah. He, the, his, his war journal that he carries around all over the film for no fucking reason. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a metaphor. They're, yeah, they're trying to, um, trying to give you some substance with that it's, that doesn't work. It's still sitting on the table exactly where we put it with the, the uh, earring and everything. Not dusty. There's no dust anywhere. She's bringing fresh flowers, but who the fuck's cleaning this place? And he's still in the tank. Yeah. He's got, like, gray stubble. All right, if she's shaving him, why is she shaving him every day? How come he's got stubble? What are you waiting, once a month? And right. how? who's maintaining this? How is he going to the bathroom? There's no intravenous going into him for food. How come that water is not a black sludge? And even if you just want to talk about the water itself, the human skin cannot live in water. The It, it just... It being in water alone will start to decay the skin. Apparently, ha- keeping Hugh Jackman in a temporary, a suspended, or an indefinite a suspended state is easier than having a goldfish. What the fuck's up with this? <laughs> and it just showed at the end. The film's like, you know, we're d- no, we're done. Yeah, no, he stays in there until he's old. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Uh not good also let's spoil another spoiler alert just okay. in case let's let's mention the fact that uh that we find out that may's dead right yes all right we find out when we see the memory from uh cyrus booth booth one of the chapter titles yeah they gave the film chapters fuck you <laughs> what are you the snyder cut go home uh, uh but uh, so in the memory of Booth, May, May decides she's gonna. She's like sends a coded message because he knows that Hugh Jackman will find him and read his mind because you know they've been together for three months, and um, she's to, to protect the child that she hid. She kills herself by eating two fistfuls of the mysterious maca. Or baca, baca. baca. They they never give any explanation of why this drug is worse than heroin. No, they just, just say that, once you're on it. It, you never get off of it. Yeah. Yeah. I got the same thing with mac and cheese. <laughs> Give me a little more detail. And I, you never see, like, anybody with the after effects of Baca. You never let you right. like, oh, here's a Baca body. And they never go in that much detail. It's just, oh, that's bad. And we didn't want to use heroin because, you know, we've got to switch things up now. But we, we can't actually think, like, go in, like, actually decide on what an agriculture is going to look like in a flooded America because that would take, like, real science fiction writing. So right. instead, we'll just create something called Baca. So she takes two fistfuls of it and then throws herself off a ledge. So, Apparently, it's supposed to be a suicide by drowning because everything is surrounded by water. What is? She's apparently drowned herself. She took the Baca oh. May. She fell off a... No, she fell off a ledge. Which I believe la- la- no. landed in water. No. I'm pretty sure she didn't fall in water. She fell to the ground. Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to find uh, uh, an ending that that mentions the goddamn click and no one is me- no one's talking about it. How come I'm the only one that noticed it? What the fuck? No one else saw the fucking film. It made 2 million dollars. <laughs> Nobody cares. I guess. 
No one, no one is talking about the goddamn click. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I dabbled with the idea of doing some research on the film. Yeah, nobody's talking about this piece of shit. Nobody watched it. <laughs> everybody had, thankfully, everybody had the same reaction I did when they saw the trailer. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. trailer, not the $2 million. The trailer. Yeah. Yeah. I, same here. I mean, when I, I saw it, when I saw it and I saw the bullet go through the water, I'm like, oh, come on. I didn't even remember that. I, just... I think when you talk to me about it, I go, is that the one where the bullet goes through the water across his, like near his face? And you were like, oh, I don't know. I go, I think that's the one with the bullet See? in the water. See, I didn't even remember then. I just, no. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I'm always hungry for like a, a good noir film, uh, a modern noir. Uh, sure. This is not one of them. New. And as a sci-fi film, it's a failure too. It's just a, it's a postcard movie. If you want to see pretty pictures for two hours, you know it, it won't hurt you. I don't even think it's that you know, pretty. You know, it's it's not bad as much as it's just disappointing, and um, unsuccessful. Yeah. Uh, currently, it's rated at five point nine on IMDb. So, basically, a six. Mm-hmm. I'll round up with that. It's above okay average. Six. Above average. What do you think? I think a, I think six is okay. I think I'd be okay giving this a six. How am I signed out? Oh, hey, come on. I mean, if you try to talk me into a five, I probably wouldn't put up too much of a fight, to be completely honest. I'm okay with it. But I, I, I think it's I think it's a little better than average. There was effort, and, and like, yeah. again, acting was good. You can't blame the actors. You know, they didn't write this shit. Um, but I'm not a fan of Lisa Joy. Gotta say. No, I don't. What else has she done? Other than just a couple episodes of, oh, oh, the other thing she did was I got to look up now because I forgot it again. She's from New um, Jersey. Oh, Westworld, that's it, really it. And pushing, pushing up, pushing, pushing daisies. daisies that's right. She that you know what? Pushing daisies was actually a really interesting show. It only lasted three seasons. Yeah, Holly made me watch like um, some of the first episodes. She really liked that show too. That was it. Was a very it was um, it was a very interesting show. It was interesting how it was done too. It, it was better. It was better than its uh, season total. You know, mm -hmm. it only lasted, I believe, for three seasons, and uh, it was it was a better show than that. But then again, nothing that we like ever really lasts more than three seasons. <laughs> if it, if it makes it more than three seasons, we probably aren't watching it. Her spec script, Reminiscence, was on the blacklist in 2013. All right. How long has she been married to Jonathan Nolan? What? How long has she been married to Jonathan Nolan? 2014? How magically it came off the blacklist. Yeah, I Let's see. It might yeah, not it might not say. It just says spouse, Jonathan Nolan to present. It doesn't say when she married him. I wonder. Uh, but enough about slandering people's careers. Um, <laughs> so I was going to discuss with you what you wanted to review next week, but you brought up Malignant. And I, and I think I did. Um, and I think one of the main reasons I agree with you on that is because there's so much talk about it. I'm afraid someone's going to ruin it for me before I see it. I actually talked to my brother-in-law about it a couple of nights ago. And I was like, listen, don't tell me anything. I, go, I don't even know what it's about. I haven't watched a trailer or anything. The only thing Apparently, that he would tell me, the only thing that he would 
The only thing that he would tell me that won't give anything away, he goes, it's a very dark movie. Not dark in content, but visual. Like, watch it at night because if you watch it during the day and your TV, let's say, isn't perfectly calibrated, you might miss some shit because the scenes are so dark. So he said, uh, he, he did mention that. And then he mentions about the film does go in different directions. And I was like, don't tell me anymore. I don't want to know I, anymore. All I know is I saw I saw glimpses of some posts on social media where I can, I can tell that the horror community is shockingly divided. <laughs> well, color me interested. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So so there's, apparently there's a strong anti-malignant force out there. And then there's people who are like, hey, dude, it's a fucking film. Relax. Right. And so I'm like, hey, 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 this might be good. <laughs> yeah, if it's got any, any kind of stir going on. Pissing people off. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, but we can do that. And he so, says it's and very loud, too. Oh, good. He said uh, there, there are scenes. He says it's very. But I, so I have a very loud sound system. So I might have to watch this when no one's home because I'm just going to get yelled at that oh, it's headphones. too loud. I could do headphones. Maybe I'll do that. You're an adult. Kick him out of the house. <laughs> Go somewhere else. I need a couple hours. Here's 10 bucks. Wow. They'll be back in 15 minutes. You got the woods out back. Just give him a tent. I'll three of you. Build that. When you're done, I'll be done with my movie. There it is. Go out into the yeah. woods. <laughs> There's a potato and a, bo- and a paper box knife. That's it. I'll pick, you up. I'll pick you up in three days. Yeah. I'll just walk out my back door. You done yet? Okay, come back in. <laughs> and I, so um, I, we discussed this briefly offline, but I, I, I propose that we start Halloween a little early. I'm good with that. We're already halfway we, through September. I know. What the fuck? And but and also when we hit Halloween, we hit the actual month of October. Um, we want to kind of treat it like um, the Oscars this year, whereas we're going to review, try to review two films per episode, uh, but we're going to make one a recent horror film, like this year or last year. And make that we haven't seen, mm-hmm. and make the other one an older horror film that we have seen. So or just a mo- horror, horror film. film we have seen. It doesn't necessarily have to be old, but just something we've seen. You know right. that yeah. works too. Yeah, I'm all for it. I I I, I can't wait. I don't yeah, watch enough I- horror movies for Halloween. We always go in saying we, let's watch one every couple of days or try and get one every day. I tried to do and one it, a night, and it never works. Year. It never works because of our schedule. I tried. I tried one a day last year, and and I, I think I petered out after day fourteen. I I held strong, but yeah. I didn't make it the whole distance. This year, I'm going the distance. Well, it was and funny. I'm trying to do more than one a day. What was funny is, and I'm going to do it again. Last year, I because I never post on social media. I really kind of I don't like it. Not really very active in it in any of them. I have all of the social medias, just don't really do anything with them. So last year. On October 1st, I posted a movie poster of a Halloween film. I want to say it was The Fly. I think that's how I kicked everything off. And I said, you know what? This is what I'm going to do for this month. I'm going to I'm going to give you a Halloween movie every day for Halloween or every day until Halloween. This is what I'm doing. And then Scott says took it as, "Oh, it's it's on." I'm like, "What's on?" Cuz he turned it immediately into a challenge. Who could watch more mo- horror movies? <laughs> I, I know you beat me. Oh, I but beat you. I, you did beat me, but I think I, I ended up watching nine or ten. I watched nine or ten, I think. Yeah, I fell far short of my goal, but I did beat you. You did beat me. 
I never turned it into a contest. That was never my intention. And Scott's like, oh, this is a contest. Oh, and it is this year, too. Well, now it has to be because... Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, so that's coming. Yeah, that's coming. That's coming. Do you want to wrap up, sir? We can wrap up. And then Scott will. Scott and his lovely bride, Holly, will be at my house in October. And uh, well, what was that? <laughs> can't see my... I can't. It's it's well. It's it's uh, melted into the background. I just see your hand. Yeah. It's empty. Oh, because it's it's empty. That's yeah, why. Yeah, because I try. Because <laughs> it's clear, so it just it just dissolves into the background. It's the saddest part of the night. Yeah. Uh, we will watch some horror movies when uh, they are here. Absolutely, we will. Oh yeah. All right. Let's go ahead and end this shit. Uh yeah, baby. Urgh. As always, thank you for joining us again for another episode of Movie Sucktastic. Go to our website at moviesucktastic.com. Download or listen to the show right from the website. You can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. Everything we post goes there, and we'll be doing the horror movie challenge again starting October 1st. See who can watch more horror movies in the month of October. Scott or myself. You can also go to our iTunes, just do a search for Movie Sucktastic, and all of our episodes come right up there as well. If you want to email us, the address is themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. If you want to leave us voicemail, which we will play on the show, no one ever calls us, so we never play anything on the show, but if you feel compelled to call us, I know, sad face, if you feel compelled to call us at 908-514-4470, we will play it. Even if it's about our car's extended warranty, we'll play it. Um, you could also download uh, the podcast uh, app for your Android by going to moviesucktastic.com slash mst.apk or just go ahead and download your favorite podcast player from either the Google Store or the Play Store or Apple's um, their store. And just do a search for us on that app, and we come right up. Do you have any words of wisdom, Mr. Wilson? The past doesn't chase us. It wouldn't recognize us. Yeah? Okay. Since the film makes... <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.